And that brings us to our next guest. There's nobody better, whether you're talking about China, Japan, North Korea, the whole continent of Asia. Not just one of the things he knows. He's a brilliant man and a tremendous guest. And he's Gordon Chang. Nancy Pelosi is come uh, coming home now from Taiwan. We want to get his take on that whole deal. Please follow Gordon Chang this morning on his Twitter. He has a great Twitter. Gordon G. Chang, at Gordon G. Chang. With that said, making his return to the Bernie and Sid on the morning show, Gordon Chang. Gordon, Sid, Bernie, how are you, pal? I'm fine, and thank you so much, guys. Oh, you're very welcome. Uh, you're the guy to speak to today. I know you, you've made the rounds. You've been everywhere. But uh, welcome to the number one talk show in New York City right here this morning. Tell us, uh, without leading the witness, how I feel, how Bernie feels doesn't matter. How do you feel about Nancy Pelosi's trip to Taiwan? It was a great day for America because America said to China, we're not afraid of you. But also, we got to remember that once China made this a test of wills, once they made this a confrontation, uh, she had to go because if she didn't, she would have emboldened and legitimized the worst elements in the Chinese capital by showing everybody else in Beijing that intimidation works. Intimidation, you know, it might work against Joe Biden, but it's not working against the Speaker of the House. She's stout. She's strong. Well, uh, Gordon Chang here on the Burning Sit Show, and it's at Gordon G. Chang is his Twitter handle, at Gordon G. Chang. Uh, Gordon, uh, so uh, Nancy Pelosi standing strong. I don't think she even knows what she's doing. You know, her her husband uh, is scheduled to appear in court today, and uh, the timing is very suspicious. The same day she's in Taiwan distracting, uh, you know, sucking up all the news coverage, her husband goes to court. Do you think she would actually use I don't know. Let, let me explore another line of questioning. What was the point of uh, Nancy Pelosi going on this Asian junket in the first place and going to Taiwan and provoking the communist Chinese government at this particular time? Was, was there some rhyme or reason to it that I, I haven't deciphered? Well, you know, that's a great question. I think, first of all, um, America's policies uh, toward China have been very pro-communist party, very pro-Chinese worker, very anti-American worker. So we needed to write that balance. And although Speaker Pelosi's visit doesn't fully do that, at least puts us in the right direction. But also the other thing here is, you know, whatever her motivations were, um, people in the region did not want to see the Chinese um, blackmail the U.S., sort of scare the U.S. away, because they want us there. And that's why there was a good reception for her, not only in Taiwan, but elsewhere in the region. Okay. So that's why this is why this was an important visit. Now, I agree with you. I, uh, I'm trying to figure out why it's, I mean, again, I keep bringing up the Trump. If it was a Trump guy, Trump supporters would be, oh, my God, this is great. But, you know, people who don't like this administration are, are looking for ways to, to knock this. And, and I'll, I'll take it a step further. Uh, China has been threatening, well, we're going to shoot her down, which was ridiculous. Uh, what will they do here? What, what do you think they'll do to um, some repercussions? I think they'll do nothing. But what are some realistic, don't get crazy, realistic repercussions? Well, so far they called in our ambassador, Nicholas Burns, uh, to lodge a protest in the middle of the night. Um, they have also now declared military exercises and some of the ex part of the exercise area is actually in Taiwan's sovereign airspace and water. So that's extremely provocative. They've now banned certain uh, Taiwan exports. Um, 
that is also a violation of their trade obligations. But there's going to be a lot more because Beijing can't let this go. Uh, no, they can't. There's going to be – we don't know what, and hopefully nothing, you know, with these uh, the military drills and, uh, you know, that their exercises that they're holding. Hopefully there are no accidents and we don't inadvertently get into World War III. And if we do, Gordon Chang, my question is this. First of all, you know we're dependent on China for all kinds of things, antibiotics, aspirins, and, he, and, and Taiwan as well for semiconductors. So we would be cut off for all, from all of those things. Our country might not, might not be able to function if we're cut off. But militarily, uh, you know, I mean, there's an old saying in the street, don't let your mouth uh, write checks that your body can't cash. Militarily, our country is firing Navy SEALs for not getting the vaccines. We're not meeting our recruitment goals. It's a very woke military. Uh, and that's why I am not for this trip and for a war with China under with a woke military. I'd rather have it with a uh, Trump-DeSantis, a Republican administration that pumps up and builds up our military. And, and we're sure we could kick China's ass if we got into a war. I don't see that being the case here with our military as it is today. Do you do you think we could win a war against China if uh, it came to that? Yeah, we can win a war against China. Um, now, China has some better weapons than we do, um, and you're absolutely right about the wokeness in the military. Um, and there are a lot of problems. We, in general, um, even before Biden became president, we had a deeply troubled Air Force and a broken, a broken U.S. Navy. Um, those are long-term problems that need to be solved. They're not going to be solved anytime soon. But it's certainly, um, you know, we've got a China right now. You know, and people say, well, of course, you know, Nancy Pelosi provoked uh, the Chinese. But China right now has troops deep into Indian-controlled territory. It's trying to break apart the Philippines and the South China Sea with some very dangerous moves. And on Friday, they had four Chinese warships sail through Japanese territorial water in the Senkakus in the East China Sea. You can't really provoke China because China's on a rampage already. Now, it's interesting because, like, when uh, we anger terrorists, people go, why would you piss them off? And I always, I always say, what are you talking about? They want to kill us anyway. And I've even said to Bernie on this show that I, I, I agree with you here. I mean, Nancy Pelosi, I mean, this is really going to provoke them. They're already angry with us. They already want a piece of us. So as you just pointed out, which I didn't know, all these things are already in place. So the Nancy Pelosi trip to me sounding more and more like an excuse every day for China to do something more than what they've already done. Yeah, it, it, has been, it is an excuse. Xi Jinping right now is facing some real internal crises. He needs a foreign, um, he needs a foreign enemy. Now, you know, one can say, well, it shouldn't have been this month that the speaker went to um, China, to Taiwan. But the point is, there's never a good time. And unfortunately, through decades of very bad American policy, we have put ourselves into a dangerous situation where there are no safe options. Everything we do is going to carry a heavy cost. And I, and I agree with Bernie. You know, we need medicines. We need all sorts of things that we buy from China. But we shouldn't have been buying this stuff in the first place. And if this crisis sort of motivates us to bring our factories back on shore, well, that's a really good thing. That I said yesterday, yep. Hey, listen, I, I just don't trust Nancy Pelosi to put country before uh, politics and personal gain. That's just uh, something deeply ingrained in me. I think she's, she's selfish, she's evil, and uh, all these things. 
and uh, I'll, I'll never back Nancy Pelosi for anything ever. That's just the way I feel. But uh, Gordon Chang, can I segue quickly to uh, the killing of uh, the killing of uh, Al Zawahiri out there in uh, in Kabul, the outskirts of Kabul? He was living in the suburbs in a, a nice, cushy apartment. Clearly, uh, the uh, you know, despite what Joe Biden said back a, a year ago. Uh, Al Qaeda is in Afghanistan, and the Taliban uh, now it's like two, it's two thousand all over again. The Taliban is harboring uh, Al Qaeda; they're harboring terrorists. I mean, so so if Joe Biden wants to take a victory lap on it, go ahead. But uh, we've actually he's he's turned a a situation that w- was pretty stable before he got into office into a very unstable situation there in Afghanistan. I agree with you a hundred percent, Bernie. Um, you know, we Americans forget the reason why we were in Afghanistan. And for pretty little cost, we were keeping Afghanistan, at least, it, you know, it wasn't perfect by any means, but the point was it wasn't uh, going to end up as it is today, this real refuge for people who want to destroy the United States. And, and we're back, you know, to 2000, as you say, because we have now, we're now facing a uh, terrorist group that actually has a state sponsor. And, you know, I didn't agree with uh, President Trump's uh, um, deal with the Taliban, and I certainly didn't agree with the calamitous withdrawal from Afghanistan. This is some really bad American policy, and Americans are going to pay for this eventually because we can't get all the bad guys in Afghanistan, and they're going to reach out and hit us again. All right. In closing, we'd be remiss, Gordon, if we don't ask you about uh, Rocket Man, our friend in uh, North Korea. Last time you were on, he was still firing missiles uh, to see what he can accomplish. What is the latest with North Korea? The latest with North Korea is it looks like they've got some pretty bad COVID. Um, a really important development, though, is we have a pro-American president in South Korea who doesn't look like he's going to put up with too much from North Korea. The previous South Korean president, Moon Jae-in, was very pro-North Korea, very anti-U.S., and Kim Jong-un had a friend in Seoul. Now, Kim doesn't have a friend there, and that leads us to the point where we can actually have some effective diplomacy working with our South Korean allies. Well, Gordon Chang, listen, you're always terrific. It's at Gordon G. Chang. That is Gordon's Twitter handle, at Gordon G. Chang. Gordon, you're brilliant. And you're a very nice guy. We yep. appreciate you appearing on the Bernie and Sitter this morning. Uh, thank you, sir. We'll do it again, okay? Yes, well, thank you so much, Bernie and Sid. I had a blast, and thank you, thank you, thank you. <laughs> you're the man, of course. We love having you, too, Gordon Chang. And as Bernie just pointed out, Gordon G. Chang on his Twitter.